You're listening to the Promise Church's message of the week. We hope you enjoy this teaching by Pastor Jonathan. For more information about who we are, please visit us at thepromisechurch.com. Come on. That was awesome. That's what it's all about right there. The, the young generation, the next generation encountering Jesus powerfully. Come on. Come on. Youth camp was amazing, phenomenal. And I want to just give a, a big shout out to the best youth pastors in the world. Pastors Jeffrey and Aurora Fry, Pastors Luke and Caitlin. Come on. Can we tell them thank you? Come on. Come on. Can you stay standing. Give a big shout out to all the youth leaders, all of the helpers. Come on, we had a great team of youth leaders helping. Come on. Just stay standing. Just, just stay standing. And let's give a big shout out to our staff. We have like the best team of people. The Lord has blessed us with such amazing leaders, such amazing people. I'm so grateful, so thankful. You can stay standing because we're going to pray in just a minute. And uh, uh, youth camp was awesome, and God did so many great things, but I'm so thankful for the people who helped make it happen. So great job, guys. Great job. Well done. Kids were forever changed because you allowed the Lord to move. Now, these guys they're, and their wives, they, they love these kids so much, and they love the Lord. They are desperate for God and as leaders, which is why it bleeds into the kids. And then they, are, they allow, they're courageous enough to allow the Lord to do whatever he wants to do. And so then God moves and kids' lives are forever changed. I was a kid that was forever changed at a youth camp. And I know that God's continuing to do those things, which is awesome. Amen. So while you're still standing, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you today. And Lord, we love you. We give our attention fully to you. I, Lord, I, I thank you for what you're doing already. And Lord, this is your time. This is your room. This is your church. These are your people. So Lord, have your way. Do whatever you want to do. Lord, I ask that you would move through the rows and the aisles of this place, that every single person would encounter your real and tangible presence, Lord. Come and move today. We love you. And we give you all praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I'm not going to speak long today. The Lord gave me very clear instructions for what we were to do today. We are going to take communion. And so if by chance you did not grab elements as you walked in to your seats, go ahead and do that quietly now and grab those there behind this wall. But we're going to take communion today. I'm not going to speak long. The Lord asked me this week if I trusted him. And I, that's a dangerous question, right? Do you trust me? Of course, the right answer you want to say quickly and easily, yes, Lord, of course. But I know whenever presented with, said, with, with that kind of question, I know he wants to do something amazing and maybe a little unique. And so we're going to allow the Lord to move today. I really 
felt in my heart to not speak long, to go into communion, and then to allow the Lord to move amongst you, his people, today. That he really wants to move powerfully. And during worship, the Lord gave me this scripture. He reminded me of the scripture. It's not even, wasn't even in my notes. But Luke 5, 17, the Lord gave me this, this phrase of this verse. And it says, and the power of God was present to heal. The power of God was present to heal. And I believe today as we share, as we look into the word just for a moment and as we take communion and we put our attention on Jesus fully and truly this morning that Jesus is going to move and walk amongst his people and bring healing to many of you. I, I, asked, I ask often during worship uh, just for Jesus to show me what he's doing or what, what he looks like in that, in that moment. And I saw him up here during worship, and he had his shepherd's staff. And he is the good shepherd, and he wants to tend to his people today. And he wants to walk among the rows and the aisles and minister and nurture his people today. Many of you have come in today tired, weary, worried. Many of you come in today broken. Many of you, if you come in today um, struggling with anxiety, with depression. Many of you are in physical pain. Many of you are in mental torment and oppression. Many of you are battling different conditions in your bodies and in your soul, and God wants to come and touch you today. He wants to come and set you free today. He wants to come and heal you today. And he, he wants to know if you trust him. As the same question he asked me, he's, he's asking you today. Uh, I'll never forget what happened this last Wednesday at youth camp. The Lord did something in my heart that I hope carries with me forever. During, during worship, the, the worship team on Wednesday night continuously repeated over and over this phrase from a song that we did even this morning, Rest On Us, Lord, you're all we want. They just sang it over and over and over again. And I don't know about you, but to see young people, the, the next generation, who has so many options before them, uh, has so many distractions to consume them with, for them to cry out and declare, Lord, you're all we want, is powerful and it's amazing. And I believe the Lord is inviting all of us as a church into that same cry, into that same posture of heart and that same pursuit. Because the word generation doesn't just mean young people. The word generation means a collection or a group of people. So you could be 70 or you could be 17. It doesn't matter. God wants to know if he has your heart and if he's all that you want. And I, I talked about this a few weeks ago, about that here at the Promise Church, we desire to see lives transformed, cities saved, and nations won by being people of his presence, and that people of the presence of God are of singleness of focus. They're after one thing. They're after him. And in Luke chapter 10, there's a story of Mary and Martha at, with Jesus, and Martha has invited Jesus into her home, and, and Martha's doing all these preparations and things to make a meal for Jesus, and Mary is sitting at his feet, 
beholding his face and listening to every word that would come out of his mouth. And Martha accuses Mary before Jesus, and Jesus defends Mary, and he says to Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but only one thing is needed. Only one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen that, and it will not be taken from her. So I ask you today, if there's only one thing that is needed or necessary or required, why do we get so consumed and caught up with so many other things? May we be like David's cry in Psalms 27, 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord or the presence of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. This must be our hearts crying. Again, it does not matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what timeline you grew up in. God is inviting and he's looking for a people of his presence who will be after him. That their hearts cry is, Lord, you're all we want. That we would be like Moses in Exodus 33 that said, Lord, I want you and your presence more than success, more than an inheritance, More than promises fulfilled, Lord, I want you. If your presence doesn't go with us, don't take us away from here. We cannot look back and just spectate and say, oh, that's great for the youth. Or criticize and say, oh, it will only last for a short time. It's just youthful zeal. It will only last for a moment. It doesn't have to. I'm just going to let you know right now, it doesn't have to. It can build, it can grow, it can multiply, it can increase. So instead, let's say, I want that too. Instead, let's say, I'm desperate for more. Again, a people of his presence are a people who are desperate for more. They're desperate for more of God. Let us not be like the people of Israel who stood back at a distance and just said to Moses, you, you go speak to God, you go hear from God, and then you tell us what to do. God is no respecter of persons. What he did for one, he can do for you. What he did in the youth, he can do for you. What he did for so-and-so down the row and healed their body, he can do for you. In Exodus 20, 21, it said the people, the people of Israel remained back at a distance, remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Sometimes where God is, it's a little intimidating. (laughs) It's a little risky. It's out of your comfort zone. It's out of what the norm or what you're used to. God invited the entire nation of Israel to be priests before him. And only Moses answered the call to go up the mountain. And then God had to choose one tribe to be priests before him. Let us not be ones that stand at a distance. Let us not be ones that that look on and spectate. But let us be one that pursues. Let us be one that cries out with desperation for more, that seeks after more, that presses in for what God has for us.
That's a really good time to say amen. Thank you, Lord. So today, as we, as we take communion, and we're not going to at this present moment, but I'm preparing you, preparing your heart, okay? Don't, I won't start hearing plastic start to, to rip open. And, okay, I'll, I'll cue you. Don't worry. But as we, as we come to the Lord's table today, come seeking more of him. Come for him. Come desperate for more of him. And I believe that this morning there's a special grace and a favor upon us where we can come to him with our needs as well. I believe it's in 1 John where it says, if you ask of me anything according to my will, it will be done for you. There's a special grace today, a favor upon us today to come to him with our needs. He is not ignorant He is not distant. He is not unaware of the needs that you have in your life. He sees them. He knows them. And he cares for them deeply just as you do. And he paid the price for many or all of them. He paid the price for your sickness, for disease, for your pain. He paid the price to heal the pain of your heart. He paid the price to set you free from anxiety, fear, depression, any mental torment. He paid the price to remove condemnation and shame and guilt from you. He paid the price to be your provider. He is healing. He is freedom. He is provision. He is abundance. He is love. He is peace. He is joy. He is all that you could ever want or need in himself. Come to him today. Bring your heart before him. You can trust him with your heart. You can trust him with your needs. Don't hold on to them. I want to read a couple scriptures for us as we prepare our hearts to come before his table. John 19, verse 1. Jesus has been arrested. He's been put on trial before the the Jewish Sanhedrin and now been brought before Pilate. And it says this in John 19, verse 1. It says, then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. I just want our hearts and our minds to have a fresh awakening and reality of the cross, and of what Jesus went through for you and for me. They tied him to a pole and beat him brutally beyond the point of recognition of a being a man. I'm going to tell you my own, my own heart in this is that he didn't need to be t- ch- chained or tied to a pole. He would have held on with his own hands because of his love for you. In that moment, his body began to pay the price for our sin, for our sickness, for our disease, for our pain. And it says this in verse 2, the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. In Matthew and Mark's gospel, it says they put it on his head and they beat his head with, with 
sticks with rods, driving those thorns into his skull. He did it for you. They clothed him with a purple robe, and they went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. Jesus was mocked. He was tormented verbally and abused physically and verbally. He was rejected. He knows the pain of your rejection. Verse 4, once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. And I'm just saying it to you one more time. Here is the man, the God-man, Christ Jesus. Look to him. Come to him. He is everything you could ever want, need, or imagine. Here at the Promised Church, we don't want to lead you and point you to a man. We want to point you to the man, Jesus Christ, the God-man, fully God, fully man, who came and was tempted in every way, just as we are, but without sin. The blameless one, the righteous one. They had no basis to charge him, yet he took our place, stood before us as guilty, and took our sin, took our shame, took every weight and every part of our sin in him. Verse 36, Jesus is on that cross. He gives up his spirit. He, he says, it is finished, and, and, and gives up his spirit to the Father, breathes his last. They, they pierce him with a spear in his side, and blood and water flow, and they, they go to the others that are there next to him on the cross as well to see if they're dead, and they're going to break their legs, and they, they come to Jesus, and they realize he's already dead. And it says in verse 36, these things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken, and as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. It's very healthy for us to remember and not forget that it was our sin that put Jesus on that cross. And he did this for us in his great love for us. And I ask you and I implore you and invite you into a time to look upon Jesus today. To look upon him. I really believe the Lord wants to touch issues of the mind or of the head today. He, he showed me this terrible but wonderful vision of that crown of thorns on his head. Those thorns were not rose, rose bush thorns. They were spikes. The one who wore heaven's crown, whom possesses all wisdom and all knowledge, the one and only great king, wore a crown of thorns too small for his head that pressed into his skull so that he can heal our brokenness and so that we can have his mind, the mind of Christ.
He wants to heal you and set you free from all anxiety, all depression, all sleeping disorders, all night terrors, all migraines. He wants to deliver you from all condemnation, all guilt, and all shame. He wants to tear down strongholds and lies of the mind that have been there for years, and he can do it in a moment. He wants to meet you today and heal you of all of your rejection. First Peter 2:22. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth when they hurled their insults at him. He did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. I want to highlight a couple parts of this real quick. He, Jesus, entrusted himself to him, the Father, who judges justly. And the Lord is inviting you today to entrust yourself to him. To follow his example. He didn't just pay the price to heal our souls from sin. He paid the price to heal our bodies, our minds. Matthew 8, 16 and 17 says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, to Jesus. And he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick, all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. So I ask you this question. If Jesus came to take up these things, then why do we hold on to them? Why do we identify ourselves by them or with them? Why do we say things like, I'm diabetic? Why do we say things like, I'm anxious, I'm an anxious person? Why do we say things like, I'm depressed? Why do we say things like, I get sick all the time? I'm not saying that we deny our present things that are going on, circumstances that are going on. You can simply say, I need healing in this part of my body. I need and contend for my healing for this thing that I've been diagnosed with. Or I'm struggling with anxiety, but it's not who I am. He took it. He took it in his body for you. And he wants to take it from you today. Relinquish ownership of anything that you have in you or in your life that he paid for. At the beginning of this year, the Lord spoke to me very clearly two phrases. It was stay humble and stay courageous. And then the second one was keep contending for what I paid for. So we're going to keep contending for what Jesus paid for. 
Over these last seven months, myself and my family personally have gone through things that did not line up with the finished work of the cross. But that won't stop me from continuing to contend. That won't stop me from believing for you and for anyone else in the future for what Jesus paid for. Don't let doubt, don't let unbelief or present or past circumstances stop you from receiving what he paid for. He took it up. He paid the price. So don't hold on to it any longer. Give it to him. Don't tolerate or accept what Jesus paid in his body for. Will you stand with me? Our Lord Jesus didn't just die on that cross. He's alive today. He raised from the dead three days later. He is alive and present today. No other God and no other religion came for his people and died in their place. Because all those other religions are false and demonic He is the one and only true God. If there's anyone here today, and I don't know how you you came, someone invited you, you heard about us and you came in, but I believe that there's no accidents, there's no mistakes, there's no coincidences. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, the one in whom I am speaking to and pointing to, you don't have a relationship with him and you don't know him deeply. And if you were to breathe your last breath today, which I hope now it doesn't happen for anyone here for a very long time, but if you did breathe your last and you entered into eternity, if you don't know for sure without any doubt that you would be with him for eternity in heaven, then I want to give you an opportunity to receive him today into your life as your Lord and Savior. So if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, and you would like to know him, please raise your hand. We just would like to pray with you. Is there anybody here? Yes, every eye is open and people are looking around because I believe that you have to be, able, be willing to be bold to take that choice and decision to say, I'm going to follow Jesus. Is there anyone here? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. What I want to do, church, is this. I want us just to grab our elements. You don't need to get too caught up in them right now. I just want you to hold them in your hand. And I just want you to right now in this this moment to posture your heart in coming before the Lord, coming to his table, and to search your heart. If there's anything in your life that, does, that is not lining up with Scripture, that is, is an area of sin, this is an opportunity to give it to Him. If there's anything in your life right now that you have tolerated or accepted or held onto and identified with that He paid for in His body, any sickness, any disease, any pain, and any condition of the soul, of the mind, any anxiety, depression, 
any, any mental illness, anything. You, you've owned that. You've held on to that. You see that in your life. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. But I encourage you in this moment to begin to give it to him right now. To search your heart before the Lord. Say, Lord, is there anything in me that is not from you that you want from me? Lord, search us and know us. See if there be any wicked in us. May these words, may the meditation of our heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, Lord. Anything that we have held on to that you paid for, Lord, any lie that we've believed, any area of guilt and shame and condemnation that we allow the enemy to come back and remind us of or torment us about from our past, show it to us right now, Lord. Grace your people right now to surrender all. Just give it to them right now. Say, take it, Lord. Take it. Take it. Take my sickness. It's no longer mine. It's yours. Take this disease. Take this pain. Take this anxiety. Take this depression. Take this fear. Take this sin. Take this lie of condemnation. Take this shame. Take this guilt. It's not mine. I don't want it anymore. Just give it to him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now take the bread. Lord, we remember your sacrifice today. God, we remember that beating that you took for us. Those stripes you bore on your body. God, we remember that crown jabbed into your skull. We remember those nails driven into your hands and feet. We remember that cross that you bled and died on. That you took our place. You took our sin, that you became sin for us, that we might become righteous. 
that in your body you bore the punishment and the payment for our sickness, our diseases, our pain, every area of the soul, of the mind you paid for. You didn't waste one drop of blood. You didn't waste one beating. You left every, you didn't leave anything out. You covered it all. It is finished. So Lord, I'm asking that the reality of what you paid for in your body to be the reality in the body of the promised church today. That by your stripes we are made whole. Come walk through every aisle and every row. Touch your people, Lord. Heal every body. Heal every mind. Bring freedom to every person that's been tormented and oppressed by the devil. You came to destroy the works of the devil. I take authority over every demonic lie, over every demonic spirit and every strong man in the name of Jesus. I break your power in the name of Jesus by the power of Christ. And I ask, oh God, for the reality of what you paid for to come and bring victory, your victory over every spirit of infirmity, over every oppressive spirit in Jesus' name. And I ask, oh God, that you would touch your people today. Thank you, Lord. We take this bread in remembrance of you. You are our living bread. You're the bread of life. You satisfy our souls fully and completely, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. You may may take the bread. Lord, we thank you for the cup of the new covenant of your blood. That by your blood, because of your grace, we can come boldly into your throne room. We can come boldly into your presence, Lord. So today, God, we boldly come before you. God, we thank you for that your blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us whiter than snow. That once we were red like scarlet because of our sin, but Lord, you became red in your blood to make us whiter than snow. And Lord, we thank you that your blood covers us, protects us, redeems us. And I ask, oh God, for your precious blood and the reality of your blood to be the reality in this room right now. And every person watching, Lord, that you would come, heal bodies, set the captives free. We thank you, Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus 
over every person in this room, over every family represented in this church. Lord, I plead the blood over your people. I ask that you would cover them, that you would protect them, that you would break off every demonic assignment against them. God, that you would break off every attack against them. Every spirit of division must go and must be silenced in Jesus' name. I speak peace in marriages and in families. I speak health in homes. I speak life over these families in Jesus' name. I speak abundance and blessing in their finances, and I speak health and wholeness in their bodies. Lord Jesus, come and do what you came to do today and heal the sick and set the captives free. We thank you, Jesus, and we take this cup in remembrance of you, and we give you all praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, you may partake of the cup. And in this precious moment right now, we're going to go into a time of worship, a time of celebration, a time of thankfulness for what Jesus has done for us and for who he is. And I believe many of you, even as we took communion and prayed that many of you, God touched you. And if that's so, we want to know. Come up and let one of us know up front, one of our staff. But I want, uh, if I could have our, our, our leaders, our pastors, our staff, our ministry team, our elders to come up and to stay up here at the front. Actually, yes, come up to the front. We're going to worship. Everyone's going to face this way. But in a moment, they're going to turn around and be available to pray for anyone that needs prayer for healing. And if you need prayer for anything in your life, you, you've held on to, you've accepted things in your body or in your life that you know that Jesus paid for and you want them to be gone, we're going to pray for you. We're here to pray with you. So let's do this, church. Just begin to lift up your own song of worship to the Lord. Just begin to lift up your own praise to him. Lord, we thank you, Lord. You're so worthy, Jesus. You're the King of kings. You're the Lord of lords. You're the name above every name. At your name, Jesus, every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that you are Lord. Every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. Every name will bow before you, the name above all names. Every sickness, every disease, every demonic spirit. We declare your victory today, Lord. We declare your victory today, that you're alive, that you're real, that you're the King, that you're the Lord, that you're the risen one, that you paid the price. We honor you in this place. Come on, church, just begin to worship him. Lift your hands, lift your voices to him.
the stars to vanish Every hopeless situation ceases to exist When you walk into the room The dead begin to rise Cause there is resurrection life in all invite you to come up to the altar so if you are here and you need healing in your body you need God to heal something sickness disease pain if you're if you're battling things that I listed off earlier anxiety depression you have migraines you have sleeping disorders you you have night tears uh, well, there's a word of knowledge that came forth 
about left knee issues where there's clicking in the left knee, where you have a lot of pain in your left knee. You need to come forward. We want to pray for you. If you have pain, there was another word of knowledge earlier for right knee issues. If that's you, come forward. God wants to heal you today. So I open these altar, this altar up to you. And if our team could just turn around and people can come and you can receive prayer right now. If you're not coming forward for prayer, just continue to worship. Just continue to worship. Our, team, our worship team is going to continue to lead us in worship. Continue to keep your eyes on Jesus. But I ask you, don't tolerate something in your life that Jesus paid the price for in his body. Stand afresh in faith today. Come to the front afresh in faith today. He's here. He's here. If you're here and Jesus has already touched you during our communion, if he's already healed you during our worship, just wave at me. Just wave at me, anybody. Come on, if you can come up here, I want to hear what Jesus did. If you raised your hands, waved at me for God already touching your body during earlier during this service. Come, I want to hear. Come on, church, just worship him. Worship the Lord. God's already touched you. you. You felt his touch for healing. Anybody here? Wait, wait, raise your hand. 
Come on, Matt. Come on. Anybody else? Anybody else? God's touched your body. You, you feel healing in your body. I see that hand over there. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Come on. If, you, if God's healed you, I want you to come up right up here up these steps. I want to hear what happened. We want to testify. Matt, come here, bro. Come on up here if you raise your hand. had a word of knowledge that was given about left knee having a lot of pain and clicking. Well, Isabella here, she fell on her left knee when she was pretty young, right? And, and it always was clicking and she had a lot of pain and she came forward for prayer. And now tell us about your knee. Um, it doesn't hurt. Like, I don't have to like limp when I'm walking and it's just, I've never like been able to like walk. And he also healed my feet. I never got to like walk straight. I always walked like with my feet like this and now I can walk straight. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, is there anybody else? You got left knee issues. You got clicking in your left knee. Is anybody else? God wants to heal you today. Anybody else? Come on. Anybody else that's been up to the front here and God's touched you, you, you felt something go through your body or God set you free? Anybody else, just wave at me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, church, let's celebrate what God has done. Let's celebrate what God has done. God, we thank you for healing. God, you're the healer. God, we'll never stop believing and contending for what you've done, Lord. We give you praise. Is, is there anybody here where you have blood issues, you have a condition of the blood, or the, there, you, you have to get treatment, and what was the other, yeah, blood pressure issues as well, anybody 
Here, you need healing for those things. Anybody? Okay. Yeah, if you're here and you have sleeping disorders, you are tormented in your sleep, you have night terrors, God wants to set you free. He wants to bring healing to you right now. Is that anyone here? Anyone bold enough to say, that's me, I can't sleep at night, I'm tormented in my sleep. There's a, there's a hand there. I saw another one. Anybody else? Come on up here, bro. Come on up here. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. The scripture says, come over here, Chris. Come here, bro. The scripture says, he grants sleep to those he loves. Good sleep is a promise from the Lord. It's for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Casey, let's do one more song, okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bow before the King of Kings. Let Come on, church. Let's celebrate the Lord. Let's remember the cross. Let's celebrate what he did for us. He's our healer. He's our redeemer. He's our savior. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's the lover of our souls. Come on, let's end this time in worship. Let's end this time in celebration and thanksgiving. Come on. He's here. We love him. Jesus, you are holy, Lord.
death, sickness, hell, the grave. You're alive today. We honor you. We celebrate you. God, we thank you for what you're doing in your people today. God, we thank you, Lord. We receive our touch from you today. We receive our healing today. We receive our freedom today. We thank you, Jesus. God, we'll never stop contending. Lord, you can count on us at the Promised Church. We won't stop contending for what you paid for to be our reality. We thank you, Lord. You can send us the lost. You can send us the broken. You can send us the sick. You can send us those in pain. You can send us those in torment, God, because we will give them you. We thank you, Lord, that you are everything. We give you praise in this place. In Jesus' name. All right, what we're going to do, I want our, our staff and our ministry team to still be up here at the front. And parents, if you're here and you have children and they're in the ministry rooms and nurseries and, and they need healing in their body, if they have food allergies, they have uh, issues that they battle physically, I would love for you to bring them to the front. We'd love to pray for them. Okay? So parents, if that's you, go grab your kids Get them out of those classrooms. Bring them here. Our team will be up here to continue to pray for them. All right?